RTHK News. It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines, Chief Executive Hopeful John Lee says pursuing Article 23 legislation is a priority, but it won't be his only focus. The Undersecretary for Education rejects concerns that the new school policy discriminates against unvaccinated students. And an infectious disease expert urges the government to think about buying AstraZeneca's new COVID drug, Evusheld. Chief Executive hopeful John Lee says pursuing the long-shelved Article 23 is a priority, but the anti-subversion bill won't be his only focus. Speaking after a meeting with Chinese business leaders, Mr. Lee says it's important to ensure a stable and secure environment for Hong Kong and ensure its position to deal with future challenges. National security, of course, is one area, but there are other areas such as risk management, contingency plan, ensuring that our financial system is able to face challenges and risks. And I think that is for the good of Hong Kong because any aspect that will be attacked and not managed or dealt with well will, of course, have a knock-on effect on other areas. Undersecretary for Education Christine Choi has dismissed concerns that unvaccinated students are being stigmatized because they can't take part in extracurricular activities, noting that they can still attend regular lessons. Officials have announced that face-to-face classes will resume after Easter, but pupils will have to do daily COVID tests. Unvaccinated students will be barred from non-academic activities like sport and music. Speaking on an RTHK program, Ms. Choi advised healthy students to get jabbed. 其实都是同学都有一个选择在这里,如果譬如他是很有需要 Actually, students have a choice. If they really need to take part in extracurricular activities, but they're not medically unfit to get jabbed, they should get vaccinated as soon as possible to protect themselves and other students. This is the only effective way. If students are really keen to join the activities and their health condition permits them to get vaccinated, why not get inoculated? The chairman of an education concern group says he agrees with the decision to bar unvaccinated students from certain school activities, despite accusations of discrimination. Mervyn Jung from the Education Policy Concern Organization told RTHK the ban was necessary because during the tra- ban was necessary during the, tra- the transitional period of students gradually resuming full-time school. I think that this allowing unvaccinated students to take part in extracurricular activities held on school campuses, uh, this kind of arrangement is needed because during the holding of extracurricular activities like uh, sports, etc., there are very close interactions among the students. So the risk of viral transmission is high. And the measure uh, is to protect the safety of both the vaccinated and the unvaccinated students. An infectious disease expert says AstraZeneca's new COVID drug, Evusheld, can play an important role here in protecting immunocompromised patients from COVID-19. Dr. Wilson Lamb, vice president of the Society for Infectious Diseases, was commenting after the government indicated yesterday that further study was needed to determine if Evusheld would be brought to Hong Kong. Evusheld contains lab-made antibodies that, after injected into the patient, can linger for around 6 to 12 months in the body. Dr. Lamb says it's useful for certain patients who cannot develop sufficient antibodies after vaccination. The antibody should last for at least 6 to 12 months in the body. And because some individuals who are immunocompromised will not be able to produce adequate immune response upon receiving vaccination, whereas if we are giving those patients directly with antibodies, then it can provide protection against infection with COVID-19 viruses. 
Turning overseas, the White House says President Biden used an hour-long video conversation with the Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi to emphasize it was not in Delhi's interest to increase its imports of energy from Russia. Mr. Biden told Mr. Modi the United States stood ready to help India diversify its energy imports and described the call as productive, not adversarial, despite the two countries' differing stances towards Moscow. India's Minister of External Affairs, Dr. S. Jaishankar, addressed the issue. If you are looking at energy purchases from Russia, I would suggest that your attention should be focused on Europe. We do buy some uh, uh, energy which is necessary for our energy security, but I suspect looking at the figures, probably uh, our total purchases for the month would be less than what Europe does in an afternoon. So you might want to think about it. Italy's Prime Minister Mario Draghi has announced a major gas deal with Algeria, which promises to reduce his country's heavy reliance on Russian imports. Under the deal from this autumn, increased gas supplies will be sent through the Transmed Undersea Pipeline, which links Algeria to Italy via Tunisia. France says it's expelling six Russian diplomats suspected of working as spies. French security officials said they'd uncovered a clandestine operation by Russian intelligence services in which the diplomats had been working contrary to French interests. Shabazz Sharif has been sworn in as the new prime minister of Pakistan in Islamabad. Opposition MPs staged a walkout from parliament protesting against the removal of Imran Khan. This report from the BBC's Sekunder Kermani. Shabazz Sharif is a well-known figure in Pakistan. He doesn't have the charisma of Imran Khan, but while serving as chief minister of Punjab, he had a reputation for efficiency and was credited with making significant infrastructure improvements. He has long been overshadowed by his elder brother, Nawaz Sharif, who has served as prime minister on three separate occasions. Nawaz Sharif was convicted of corruption charges and Shabazz has faced court cases too. Both say the allegations were politically motivated. The latest chapter in the Hollywood star Johnny Depp's legal battle with his former wife Amber Heard has begun in the United, in the United States over allegations made by the actress about domestic abuse. The BBC's David Salito reports. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are returning to court, this time in Virginia, in the United States. It was in 2020 that they last met in court in a libel trial in London, in which a judge ruled that claims that Johnny Depp was a wife-beater were substantially true. Those claims are at the heart of this second libel trial, this time about an article in the Washington Post written by Amber Heard. The couple arrived in court for yesterday's selection hearing, in which the jury was told to prepare for a case scheduled to last for up to seven weeks. Meanwhile, President Biden has announced new rules to crack down on what are known as ghost guns. They're privately made firearms without serial numbers that are increasingly being used in violent crime in the U.S. Ghost guns are sold in kit form and do not require a license or a background check. Mr. Biden said such guns were the weapons of choice for many criminals. The new measures would make it illegal for businesses to manufacture kits without a serial number and for dealers to sell them without a background check. They're expected to meet heavy resistance from the gun lobby. Researchers at Imperial College in London say a psychedelic drug compound found in so-called magic mushrooms may be beneficial to mental health. The findings are based on analysis of brain scans from 60 patients who had been receiving treatment for depression. Professor David Nutt explained how it worked. 
it works on a very high level functioning parts of the brain called the cerebral cortex, where it disrupts processes of negative thinking. People get stuck into thinking ruts they can't escape from and psilocybin breaks down those ruts or at least flattens them out so people can get out of them more easily. But most importantly, and that's what today's paper was about, that effect persists and predicts a good clinical outcome. Reports from the Philippines say at least 25 people have died in landslides and floods triggered by Tropical Storm Meggy as it hit the eastern and southern coasts of the country. The majority of, vic- of the victims were reportedly buried under a landslide in Bai Bai City in Leyte. The National Disaster Agency said more than 13,000 people fled to emergency shelters as the storm pounded the region on Sunday. Meggy is the first tropical cyclone to make landfall in the, in the Philippines this year. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,065. That's 142 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $62.4 billion. And in currencies, a short time ago, the U.S. dollar would purchase 125.45 yen. The euro was at one U.S. dollar and eight cents, and the pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 20 cents. Sport now. And Champions League football resumes with Chelsea looking to overcome a 3-1 deficit against Real Madrid in tonight's second leg at Bernabeu. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel says his players can dream of reaching the semifinals, even though their chances are slim. We need nothing else than, than a fantastic script if we want to be able to, to overcome this. The task is incredibly high and uh, the challenge is incredibly high given the circumstances of first leg and uh, where we play and against whom we play and at what uh, stage we play. It's, it's always allowed to dream. It's sometimes, uh, it's sometimes important to imagine things and to dream about it, but it will not, it will not shift the focus from the fact that we need to deliver and we need to be ready ready tomorrow it's sports and it's a it's a game and it's the beauty of the game that that everything is possible always the real madrid coach uh, carlo ancelotti says his team will not be complacent despite tuchel's comments as I said after the game, we have a lot of respect of this team because this team has a lot of quality, has a lot of fantastic skill on his play in, in uh, their players, and uh, it is the only way that we have to prepare this kind of game, thinking that uh, Chelsea is going to show a better performance tomorrow and be ready for this. There is no other way. We are really prepared, as I said, happy to be in the quarterfinal, but we know that we have to suffer tomorrow and we are ready to suffer. Bayern Munich also have to overturn a de- deficit if they're to reach the semifinals. The German champions went down 1-0 to Villarreal in Spain last week. Bayern go into tonight's second leg on the back of a lackluster 1-0 win over Augsburg in the Bundesliga at the weekend. Manager Julian Nagelsmann says Bayern's dip in form is only temporary. What makes me confident is that we have played a very bad match and Villarreal played their best. That's the result of watching their matches in analysis. I don't believe that we will play a bad match for a second time against the same opponent. Therefore, I'm quite confident that we can make it clearly better. It's also true that it's the kind of match that especially suits the players and evokes stimuli that can lead to top performances. It is about a lot, and if it is about a lot, you can also invest a lot. We know that not everybody is on a top peak. That happens again and again throughout the season. 
Rugby Now and New Zealand's authorities have accepted the key themes and recommendations following a cultural review into the women's national setup. The BBC's Sarah Orchard has been following the story. Its conclusions basically say there was culturally insensitive comments made by the coaches, allegations of favouritism, ghosting and also body shaming. So, yet yeah, a really uncomfortable read about what was going on in the Black Ferns camp. Mark Robinson is the New Zealand Rugby Union's chief exec. He has already come out and apologised. I think there is a lot more still to come if they're going to react in the way that's actually going to make positive change. Tennis. Novak Djokovic is preparing for only his second tournament of the year and says he's found the last few months challenging. The world number one's refusal to get vaccinated led to his deportation from Australia ahead of the first Grand Slam of the year. It also prevented him from taking part in recent Masters events in Indian Wells and Miami. Djokovic is preparing for his opening match against Alejandro Davidovich Fokino at the Monte Carlo Masters. You know, obviously have to have to deal with... Um Everything that uh, probably has been dormant inside and um, is, is maybe waiting to come out. And um, I'm trying to deal with it uh, on a daily basis or weekly basis, whatever. If something surfaces, you know, I, uh, I acknowledge it, but I move on. You know, it's not something that um, is bothering me on a daily basis, so to say. I don't, I don't feel like it has left huge scars on me that I'm unable to train or p- participate in tournaments or live my life. I mean, far from that. Um, but it has definitely been a, a very, um, very challenging uh, few months and, and uh, something I never experienced before. Um, so I'll try to use that as a fuel for what's coming up. In the NBA, as many predicted, Los Angeles Lakers head coach Frank Vogel has been fired after the franchise failed to reach the playoffs. Vogel, who led the Lakers to the NBA championship in 2020, leaves the club after three seasons. Here's NBA broadcaster Cheryl Ray Stout. It's never fair when you have a coach that won a championship just two years ago and he dealt with the COVID issues, the injuries issue. You know, LeBron James only played a third of the games this year. You know, you cannot handle that type of upheaval and and he's going to be the fall guy but the the front office has to look at what they did or did not do to help frank vogel do his job and on to the weather it'll be mainly fine and hot this afternoon with light winds the outlook visibility will be relatively low with a few showers tomorrow becoming fine on thursday it'll get windier during easter with lower daytime temperatures Currently at the observatory, it's uh, 29 degrees Celsius and 63% relative humidity. And that is the news at 1 o'clock from RTHK. Before doing a COVID-19 rapid antigen test, read the user guide carefully and follow each step as instructed. First, prepare a clean surface and wash your hands. For a nasal swab, insert the swab into your nostrils and rub it against the walls of each nostril several times as instructed. Submerge the swab tip fully into the buffer solution and stir. Squeeze droplets of the solution slowly into the well of the test device afterwards. Wait for the time specified in the user guide and read the result. Results taken beyond the time limit will be invalid. When finished, dispose of all parts of the test kit properly. If only the C-line is present, the test result is negative. If both the C-line and the T-line are present, the test result is positive, in which case you have to take a photo of the result and report it within 24 hours via the declaration system of the Department of Health. Do the test often by yourself. It helps you detect any infection 
and receive treatment as soon as possible to protect yourself and others around you. Do the test. Protect yourself and others. Welcome to the 123 show with me, Sadia Osmani. It's Tuesday, which means that my thoughts are on things edible. 
Not that they're not on other days. Now, on the show after 1.30, Soundbite. This week, my guest is Celia Hu. Celia is the editor-at-large of Foodie Magazine in Hong Kong, and she confesses that she literally does eat for a 